This is Kira, and this is the Candid Convos podcast. Today, I have my dear friend Brooke Sumero on, and let me just tell you, this girl is full of gold. She lives in Kenya and is married to her husband Jacob, and they are expecting a baby. Our conversation was so good. We haven't talked in a, in a while, and so being able to catch up was great. And just hearing from her um, and all that she's done and the, what the Lord continues to do in, in her um, was super great. So I hope you enjoy, and as always, we will see you next time. happy to have you um and listen Mm -hmm. to like your story and just hear from you and have a conversation it's been a long time um so first yeah of course (laughs) um if you want to give like a brief synopsis of where because you've been a lot of places (laughs) (laughs) so just like where you've lived and what you've done there and then kind of where you are now um that would be great. Yeah, sure. Well, before I start this, just thank you so much. I am so excited about your podcast and just like anything you do, I'm like, yes, I'm here for you. I support you. I just so believe in you. And I just feel like you're such a world changer. So thank you. I'm so glad you could be here. Yeah. Even though we have our nice little time difference. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Is it like, is it like afternoon or evening for you? Yeah, so I'm seven hours ahead of you, so it's like five right now. Wow. Yeah, wow. Kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my name is Brooke Simuero, <laughs> and I guess my journey the last few years, I guess to just kind of wrap it up, um, I accepted Jesus when I was 16, and it radically changed everything. <laughs> I pretty much just became a different person. I think Jesus really has done a lot of work in me in the last 11 years now. Um, so a couple years after accepting Jesus, I graduated high school and I felt like God wanted me to serve in Haiti. I didn't really know what that meant at the time or like how long I would be there. Um, but I ended up serving there pretty much from 2015 to 2020. Um, and I did a whole bunch of just really awesome things while I was there. Not that living there was always like rainbows and butterflies or anything, but, um, I got to do some church planting with the organization I was with. And I think my heart was really for like the teens in our community. So we started a youth group kind of just like in our compound for all the youth in the area um I ended up working with an organization that drilled water wells up in like mountain communities so I got to do some really cool work with them which was really neat and 
kind of to wrap up my time in Haiti, I worked with two organizations, Rosie's Boutique, which I know you know, and um, Belljoy. And um, yeah, both of those businesses, they employ um, just moms in the area that uh, just need a little bit extra help. So it's to keep families together and to provide just like really beautiful, dignifying work. So that kind of wrapped up my years in Haiti. Um, just like the best, most like formative years of my life. And um, right in time for COVID, I felt like God was kind of like inching me out of Haiti. Like I felt like he spoke to me that what he had called me to Haiti for was complete and that my time was up. And so that was around the time I met my lovely Kenyan husband <laughs> and I ended up um, beginning of oh when was it beginning of 2021 moved to Nairobi Kenya and we got married and so I've been in Kenya since uh, February of last year and it's been a whole journey of like starting new in a place that I know nothing about <laughs> um but I'm working with a really awesome organization called Navigators. And yeah, it's just been like a journey of slowly learning how to live in a new culture, how to be married to somebody that is so, so different from me. And I will be a mom starting next month. So yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about me. <laughs> I love it. I think you're like, super cool and amazing and the things that you've been able to do are just super admirable and also I feel like you've done it with a lot of intention and I feel like I've seen people um at least like missionaries do it for without intention <laughs> and I feel like that's super um I don't know just sacred for you to be able to like be sensitive to like the culture and um people that you're around so yeah I admire that about you but um <laughs> you're welcome um do you do you know your Enneagram are you an Enneagram person yeah I feel like I haven't like taught myself more about the Enneagram lately but I am definitely a two and I feel like are you a two I knew it yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I am yeah. the twoest two. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty two. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. you. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, love it though. That yeah, there's like surprise me. It doesn't surprise me about you either. I just knew <laughs> it was like she's got to be a two, and it's like there's things about being a two that I'm like, I don't know, because I know it's labeled like the helper, oh, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, I do like helping people, but I'm like. I don't always want to do your dishes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel, I feel like there's a lot of aspects to being a two that I'm like, yes. But then I'm like, I'm not always the most two-y two, but pretty two-ish. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. I remember when I first learned like the um, core or like the pride um, aspect of being a two, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, that can't be me. And then I learned more about it. And I was like, okay, this is definitely me. Like, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. super interesting. But mm. 
yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I, but I love it that year too. Do you know your wing? Uh, I think every time I've done the test, it's never given me a wing. Mm. What's yours? Yeah. Mine's, um, I'm a wing three. So I'm like the, like, I have focused less on the logistics and I think I focus more on the like, okay, I'm going to do this so that you <laughs> love me yeah. or so that you do this for me or whatever, see certain things. Um, versus like my mom is a two wing one and she's way more, uh, not just detail oriented, but like um, way more, I don't know what the word is. I want to say sensitive, but not um, more in the like, okay, I'm going to check these things off the list. So for myself, I guess, I don't know. It's it's just really interesting because I feel like there's a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences um, yeah. and twos everywhere. Like I feel like I, ha- I have quite a few two friends and every time I'm, surprised by the way that like their family dynamic works or like Mm. the way that they handle stress or like I don't know I feel like there's a lot of different um different ways that we process I guess I don't know Um, yeah it's interesting my husband is not that he's ever taken the test I don't think he's a (laughs) he is a one and I'm like but we like, and we think so differently. So I'm like, yeah. even though the one is so close to the two numerically, yeah. I'm like, boy, am I, I just go the complete opposite way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's actually really cool though. I don't think I've ever, I've only had one, one friend, um, mm-hmm. or one, like someone that I've known that's a one. So that's really cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, my next question um, is, what did you think your life would be like when you were older? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure I, it's like a really loaded question um, for where you are now, but. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever been able to think big enough that this would be my life now. Mm. Um, and I think because so much of my life I didn't, have like the hope of Jesus or any mm-hmm. sort of like broader perspective on the world that I think I just assumed like yeah I'll just do what everybody else is doing like I'll just go to college and get married and just do the normal thing which there's nothing wrong with that you know right. I think everybody has their own calling their own path um but yeah I never you know, even after accepting Jesus, like, I would have never thought like, oh, I'm going to be a missionary, or like, I'm going to go to Haiti, like, I never had any sort of dreams of like, living anywhere but Ohio, where I'm from. Um, And even on my, so I did one year of college in Ohio. And I had picked pretty much the closest college to my family. And I was like, I want to watch my brothers grow up. I want to be close to my family. So I definitely, even at age 18, had like no desire to go far away at all. Yeah. Um, So yeah, God's like, surprise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which that's so cool because 
I think the way that you make it so sacred and like connected to the Lord is really cool. Um, in the sense that like none of the, you make sure that none of the glory is yours. <laughs> like you're very intentional. I feel like about making it, um, known that it's like his doing and, um, yeah, I feel like that's super cool. So, um, oh, it's, it's just yeah. one of those things where it's like, when I look at my life and I think when I moved to Kenya, I remember somebody saying like, you're so brave. And I was like, no, actually not like, not at all. It's like just all Jesus. Like it has so little to do with me other than me just saying yes and being like, mm-hmm. okay, God, like I'll do what you want me to do. Even if it's moving to the other side of the world to be with this man that I know you want me to be with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you and Jacob meet? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, well, in short, and I, you know, it's a crazy story. And I normally start it with just telling people like, you know, you can judge me because it's weird. <laughs> and I never really even suggested to other people, but we um, actually met online. Oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> no, I, so, I don't, I don't think I've ever known. Like, I don't think I've ever asked that. So that's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where it was pretty out of character for both of us. And especially now, like really knowing my husband, like, I'm like, I can't even believe that this is how we met. But mm. I think just from the very beginning, when we started um, conversing and stuff, we were like, shoot, I think this is the person I've been praying for. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, it's weird. I don't suggest it for everyone, like international dating. I'm like, I don't know if I can really <laughs> get behind it, <laughs> but for whatever reason, that's how God brought us together. So. that's really cool that's a cool story too I feel like <laughs> not a lot of people are able well definitely not a lot of people are able to like have that or experience that so yeah. that's cool <laughs> um okay how has um living across the world affected your social circle because I can only imagine are you an introvert or extrovert I think these days I'm more extroverted. Mm. I think. Yeah. I can have days though. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I can't imagine how that would like affect, let alone like your social circle, but let alone like your introversion or extroversion, I guess. Um, mm. Yeah. I feel like that that's definitely could be a challenge. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been pretty much away from America since I was 19. Now I'm 27. So it's been a journey. You know, I think now when I look at like my social circle, I kind of see it as like social circles, Mm. where at least like there's two of them, (laughs) where I've got like my people in the States that like, I just, treasure so much and then I think now I've got this new circle here in Kenya um and I think they're both just so different and there's like different levels of 
depth in each circle. And um, yeah, I think that's really one of the things I struggled with the most in moving here. Like I knew absolutely nobody except Jacob and um, it was kind of like starting over in every single way. It was like, okay, God, like I have to trust that you're going to put me in the circles you want me to be in. And like, you're going to bring me fellowship. You're going to bring me friends. And it was like a battle. There were some months where I just was like, so lonely and like, really like, what am I doing here? And, you know, it's like, you know, you've got your husband, you've got Jesus, which it's like, (laughs) I'm so thankful for who both of those like are in my life. Um, But I think because I cherish relationships so much, which I think is like a little bit of that Enneagram too. um, Like, I just felt like I was like dying some months where I was like, oh God, like when am I going to have my people? Um, And then it's hard because then I can look at my other circle in America where I just have like the best friends and like, I love my family and then to just kind of be like, all right, you guys are great, but I'm going to go to the other side of the world and just like replace you all. Not really, obviously not replace, but like start a whole circle over again. Um, It's hard, but I think now that I've been in Kenya just about like a year and a half, like God has been providing some of the like best friends here. um, And it's just crazy because when I'm in like the ministry I'm in now, or I'm with the people that I'm just really learning to love a lot. I'm like, this is genuine, like answers to prayer that I've been praying for the last year, like just to have friends and people I can be myself with. And yeah, it's been, it's been a journey, but it's been really beautiful. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you feel like you've had um like what has culture shock been like in relation to friends and like your relationships do you feel like or do you feel like you've experienced that at all Hmm. um I don't think there's anything that's like super dramatic I think like Kenyans are just like really beautiful people and really easy to get along with. Like they're so hospitable, um, just so friendly. And so really like befriending Kenyans is pretty easy. You know, it's just one of those things that like takes time, I guess. Um, and I feel like I'm learning so much from my Kenyan friends just on like everything. Um, But I think it's interesting because like since living here, I haven't interacted with any Americans, Mm. which is fine. Like it really is fine. Like I haven't made any American friends. You'd think like you'd eventually run into somebody (laughs) that's an American and really it just like hasn't happened. And so I think that's even something in my soul where, I don't know, there's just something about being able to connect with somebody culturally that like on and off I've been like man if I just had like one American friend that like understood what it was like to be a foreigner here because like at the end of the day even though my Kenyan friends are incredible like I'm never going to be Kenyan and 
we're never fully going to understand each other's cultures um, because we're so different. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I feel like it would definitely be a challenge to not be able to relate. I guess um, super personally, like I I know you can relate and have great conversation with the people you live by um, mm. or do life with, but you're right. It's definitely different when you have grown up a totally different way. Um, yeah. And again, not that that's bad or anything. I feel like perspective is so important and great, but um, mm. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, we don't even realize how often we like, make a spongebob reference or like uh you know or like reference um a chipotle burrito you know it's like those little things that you're like man nobody in this room knows how good chipotle is (laughs) yeah you're like do you love chipotle too or you know it's just those like funny little connections you wouldn't even really think you miss until a year and a half goes by and you're like man, nobody knows the glory of Shrek or, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's so great. That's so great. And and at the end of the day, it's all things that don't matter, but it's just like these little, just these little things, I think. I don't know. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, (laughs) How many uh, siblings do you have? Or like kind of explain your family dynamic and like how you fit into that dynamic, I guess. Yeah. Because none of them live near you now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I have three younger brothers and they're all in their 20s. Um, they're an interesting bunch. Just just your typical guys that are into cars and motorcycles and going fast and guns <laughs> and <laughs> like they're just they're funny guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My family dynamic is interesting. I think since leaving the States back when I was 19, that was kind of the time that my whole family was changing. Um, it was around that time that my parents got divorced. And then a couple years later, my dad got remarried to my amazing stepmom. And yeah, so it's kind of like, since I've been gone, it's like, my whole family has changed and there's like this new, I don't know, new aspect to them. And I think that it makes it hard sometimes to not be there to like experience this new version of my family. Um, So I think really it's just anytime I do get to go home, anytime I get to interact with my family, it's kind of just like soaking it up (laughs) and just like, enjoying where they all are at this point like all my brothers are getting older and they have serious girlfriends and you know like back when I started college I didn't want to even move away from my brothers but now I've been away from them for pretty much the last like seven years um so yeah like some days it feels like I'm not really a part of my family because how can you be (laughs) you know when you're missing all the holidays and everything um but yeah I think it's just like soaking them up when I can yeah 
Yeah, that's difficult too. Do you feel like you've developed another um, perspective or maybe aspect of family um, in your own community? Like, do you feel like you've gained people that you could consider family um, where you are or like, Mm -hmm. yeah, what's what's that like, I guess? It's a good question. I think I'll get there. Hmm. I don't know if like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think even just with being in ministry with the navigators, like there's different groups of people that I'm like, this is going to become my family one day. I have a feeling. Um, but yeah, I think it will just come in time maybe. And it's kind of hard because my husband Jacob's family lives pretty much on like the other side of the country. So it's like, I don't even really get my fill of family with his family just because they're so far away. Um, so that's a little hard, but yeah, I think in time, just people will start to become more like my family. And I think now having a little baby girl on the way, even just like how I've felt supported and loved on through this pregnancy it kind of like fills in some of those gaps that I feel like my family would be naturally filling. So that's been really amazing because honestly, at the beginning of my pregnancy and like we were planning for this baby and everything. So it wasn't a surprise, but I think it really hit me that I'm like, wow, I'm going to be like raising this baby without my family. Mm -hmm. And I think now how God has provided these really awesome friendships it makes it seem like a lot less lonely or it kind of does feel like this village will be around us um so I'm so so thankful for that (laughs) yeah yeah that's I feel like that's hard like I feel like that'd be really hard to prepare for in the sense that there's not a lot of other people that are doing that (laughs) like um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I value a lot of your um, strength and courage in that. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. How do you feel like um, living in um, different countries in general has shaped your relationship with God? Mm. I feel like it's probably shaped it in every way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because really, I only started following Jesus maybe like two years before moving to Haiti. And so it's like really the last years have all just been, I don't know, like formed by how I interact with God living in these other countries. So um. I think probably the biggest thing for me is that because I haven't necessarily had like one constant over these years, you know, it's like roommates come and go, friends come and go, um, you know, as I was living in Haiti and now even, even moving here, you know, it's like, I have Jacob now, which is great. But um, I think knowing that like my only true constant is Jesus, I think that's grown me to have this dependency on him that I don't know if I would have had otherwise. Um, Yeah. And I think also just like interacting with 
God's creation in Haiti and in Kenya and with all these different cultures, I think it's given me like a much broader view of like how God looks in our world and how he works through people. And yeah, I think that's something that I maybe would have missed if I would have stayed in America. Not that there's not lots of cultures in America and beautiful creation there, but I think I just was more aware of like constantly being surrounded by people who weren't like me. Um, Kenya, like there's, it's really beautiful. I think there's 52 tribes in Kenya and every tribe is so different. Like my husband's tribe versus my friend across the road, like everything about the different people groups are so different. So even just getting to see God through just these different cultures has been really, really cool. Um, and something that I didn't really know that much about before moving here. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've been really thankful for all that he's taught me like since living here and in Haiti. Yeah, that's really cool. There's like a, I know when I've been in Haiti, every time I come back, like with a new way of seeing the Lord um, Mm. in the sense that like maybe one trip I'll see it in a specific person and the next trip I'll see it through the way that um, he reveals himself and like how our trip went like I don't I feel like there's so many different ways to when you're doing mission work to be shown his glory like I don't know there's not just more opportunity because it's different than regular like life Mm -hmm. um but it's almost like there's more room for him to show up in a sense yeah I don't know if you relate to that yeah yeah or it's like we're our eyes are just more open right like we're we're expecting for him to show us something or to see his glory or to watch a miracle and then I think when we get back into our norm and it's so easy in the states to just kind of like coast and to not really see how God is moving in all of the little interactions and all of the like things that we just I don't know that we just miss Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. um how has living like everywhere that you've lived affected or changed your mental health journey do you feel like that's been something that's been hard or something that's been um helpful or yeah how would you explain that I guess yeah um I think one of the times that really stands out to me um this was a few years into living in Haiti and I started really struggling with just like some super severe anxiety and of course I didn't even realize it was anxiety because I think I didn't realize how 
um, anxiety can look different in different people. And so for me, it wasn't necessarily like sitting on the floor and feeling overwhelmed or um, whatever. I think for me, it was more coming out in like anger and impatience and like I remember I would be in the shower and like my hair was just like falling out and I was like what is wrong with me and like I wasn't really putting together these things that were really affecting me um and I think just at that time there had been a lot of traumatic things that had happened to us while we were living there and I think just like I don't know just the stress and like the hardships or like the pressure of living there kind of just like built up in my soul and started affecting me physically um I just like I didn't even understand what was going on with me I just remember being like get me out of here like I like I remember even just feeling like I need help and I didn't even really know what that meant um but I ended up getting connected with a really amazing counselor and she really walked me through some things and you know she was like have you considered that you're losing your hair because you've been so anxious and I was like what you know like I'd never even like thought of that like I just thought like well surely it's something in the water or like I don't know um and like she really brought me back to truth and walked me through some things that I just didn't realize that I was going through um and so I think it's really given me an appreciation for like counselors and therapists and like yes Jesus is there and he wants to help us and like hold our hand through everything but like he also gave us therapists and counselors and people to help us that are very intelligent like much smarter than we are and much smarter than my friends are um so yeah, I think it's just like given me this um, motivation to just be like, if anybody thinks they need a counselor, just do it. Like there's no downfall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's cool. I, I tell my therapist all the time, like, I don't know what I would do without you because there's so much value in like someone not just having more experience than you, but like also that consistency, I feel like I value a lot because there's been other people or other things in my life that haven't been that. So yeah, Mm. that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And like, I'm like, honestly, if I wouldn't have had her in my life at that time, like, I don't know if I would have lasted in Haiti because Mm. I, even though I was the missionary or whatever, like, I was at the point where I was like I hate mission I hate God I like I just like I was almost done with everything like even my faith and I think reaching out and getting that helped allowed me to stay in Haiti and then also like leave Haiti in a um a good headspace and ready to still do mission and go somewhere else and be used by God um so yeah, I'm really thankful that God opened up that opportunity because I'm like, whew, I was struggling, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, thank you so much for talking. I'm so glad that we got to catch yeah. up. Thank you.
thanks so much for listening this was such a great conversation and i loved having brooke on and i hope you did too be sure to follow to know when new episodes come out and as always we'll see you next time